Can I can I pause quick? I just need to I gotta run to the bathroom. Sure. Sorry. Uh piss your pants, maybe that would be yeah. good content. <laughs> <laughs> piss dogs. Hold the mic up to it. <laughs> I'm pissing. Holy shorts are real. I saw some head. I saw some head on that one. Oh. <laughs> it was a fucking oh, those were riding oh. up. Like the cold open. I can hear him peeing. <laughs> might include that. That might we might need to get like approval from Spotify. That might be like pornographic. Jesus. <laughs> oh God. Seriously, guy. That's, that water is really. Refilling that toilet bowl real nicely, it sounds like. The plumbing is working effectively. I can tell that. <laughs> what? I heard your jet stream in there. <laughs> I got my mic up. <laughs> That's an impressive mic. That's like all the way extreme. Oh, that's not fucking. That's impressive equipment right there. <laughs> Two beers that I'm just firing on all cylinders. <laughs> Broke the seal. Oh, Jesus Christ, man! You can't even make it two hours without fucking pissing your pants on the podcast. <laughs> you know what they say about beer? You just rent it. <laughs> Oh man, you have to bleep that out. That's that's <laughs> the opener right there. <laughs> We're gonna get your piss on the fucking national stage. How's that possible? It's like it's so far away. It's a good thing we're not filming because when you got up, we saw a lot of body. I I could have sold. I could sell a screenshot <laughs> of that on the black web. I'll tell you that. Everybody to the week six 2022 Web X podcast. Man, this fucking league. Oh, sorry, I. Whoa! To, oh my! No, Jesus. right away. I'm 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 becoming unhinged. <laughs> this is it's. Now there's two podcasts, so now it's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing, where it's like I got my suit on for Camp Dynasty, and then I come here and I'm like, really? decided <laughs> <to> fly. <laughs> I mean, but, I didn't even realize we were swearing last week, and then you said it was bad, and I was like, I didn't even notice. Editing that sucker, I was like, oh damn, you're kind of letting it. Oh, 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 okay, that's what we're that's what we were doing. You get a little loose, have a few too many beers, and then it, you know, that's what happens, but. Kind of like that version of the web pod where it just gets shit starts flying around. Look at that. Yeah. Web all grown up, baby. We're 10 years old. This ten. is when you learn what swear words are. <laughs> you love to say them whenever you can. But, oh, any man. of these fuckers. It, it really, <laughs> any of these fuckers. 10 years old, man. I remember uh, recess, fifth grade, front of oh. Kiel Middle School, man. I was letting <laughs> F-bombs fly. I was like, I learned this word, and I'm not going to stop using it. And I haven't for how old am I? 16 more years? 18 more. Wow. I'm okay. 
it's a full-grown adult in between me and fifth grade, so that's fun. Um, Even if you were trying to be a good boy, I mean, you had to you had to start swearing because it was just it was rampant. Exactly, you had to do it. It was there was no choice to be made. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are, and that's you know what. Maybe I'll embrace it. Maybe we'll we'll see how it feels as we go through this episode. But, uh, man, WebX six games in. First of all. We made it. It's the end of the interconference window. We get to start the whole thing next week. We've been waiting for this. But, man, this league, what a weird picture we have right now. Frage sent the sent the updated War Plus numbers in the chat this week, and it is quite an interesting tale right now. And it, we thought it was weird last week, and now... Six games in, we're one game off the midseason. We're going to be coming here next week with the special and getting spooky and all that shit. It's going to be weird, and it it's I don't know what to think about it. I completely forgot. It's the that time of the year already. The Spooktacular spook- number three. Spooktacular. Yeah, the fucking the middle. Oh wow, up on there. <laughs> <laughs> the middle of the fucking league, man, is just so so messy. And Dan might have shut the whole trade market down. I mean, that's called that's pure domination. Not only is he beating down Tim, he is so good that he's beating down the the rebuilders that want to unload their fringe pieces and all of the middle teams too that are just like, what do I even do? Just beating down the whole league. The, yeah, like I said, the middle of this league is just a cluster. Like you look at points scored right now. You've got Mingo at 1,058, Calvin at 1,073, Josh 1,085, me 1,042, Riley 1,049. So like this whole, like we're all playing at pretty much the same level and we're fighting for all these playoff spots, but then you have these teams that are playing at such a higher level. It's just a a weird dynamic right now. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And I mean, it's, I, I got Dan on the schedule this week. You know, we start the big five. I see the Pyre Crew logo, the skull and the crossbones. It is truly terrifying now. <laughs> like, I, I've never, I don't know if I've ever experienced a thing in web where it's like you're playing someone and you are legitimately afraid <laughs> of what's going to happen to you that week. <laughs> you're like, you're like some stupid school rolling into in Kentucky or North Carolina just. <laughs> just it's like here you go this the citadel going into death valley <laughs> cleansing it's like well we're, we're showing up but i'm uh they got they got a lot of five-star athletes i don't know i might get hurt <laughs> yeah so that's that's where we sit man and that's what we saw this week was the pyro crew pull back ahead in this race of you know we think it's one in each conference we think maybe it's a two-headed thing at the top and then the pirate crew says, uh-uh, this is my league, and I'm going to take control of it again. Um, before we get into the games this week, we also had a big trade involving one of these teams in this middle cluster, and that is the surging milkers going out and doing something that nobody is really doing right now, and that is the the signature, the classic First for a lineup filler this year. And I I, I don't want to say like lineup filler like Ramondre Stevenson isn't a great young asset. 
Um, but it's that deal that you see every year from these teams where it's like, it's a simple, I'll give you my first, you give me this player done. And he patches a big hole there with Stevenson and makes his team better. And now we get um, even more complication from a team that we were almost ready to count out two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like that these moves are becoming more common where instead of just like putting out something terrible or even like patchworking it with something crazy, just go out there, make a move that's going to impact you the rest of the year and fill the slot in the lineup that is a hole right now. And yeah, Kelvin surging after we almost the the JT Stormwatch is officially off. It has moved out into the northern ocean. It has died out um, officially. The the war plus after week four was minus two point two eight is up two point oh six. He's firmly planted himself back into this tier, going into a weaker conference slate. So he is right back in it, buying. I love it. Yeah, he made sort of the same move last year too with uh, Mike Williams trading a twenty twenty four first for Mike Williams. Uh, gets sort of the same caliber player in Ramondre Stevenson, and he's getting a full workload with. Uh, Harris out and he's producing like an RB1 so yeah I think it's a it's a fine trade it's a first a few years out still a young player so and for a team yeah like we said we we rode off almost now he entering the pack or the big five slate he's sitting pretty well actually and the fresh prince continues to nuke it Mm. And we saw this week, we will talk about that later, what it looked like. Uh, so there's your little <laughs> anticipatory comment about the Fresh Prince's week. But uh, let's jump into the games because this move by the Milkers was almost made better, I would say, by some of the action we saw this week. And it started with the game of the week, uh, which was the Money Makers and the Boys. So going into this game, I mean, it's a game of the week, two playoff hopefuls, two teams that were kind of in the same, you know, the three, four war plus teams, but it was very clear that they weren't really on the same tier. And what we saw in this game was a complete opposite direction for both of these teams. It was a 210 point performance by the boys uh, that was his third 200 plus point performance of the season, second highest total of the year. And on the moneymaker side of things was a complete collapse of 138.74. Uh, obviously, easily the lowest of the season and a one wib this week. So milkers go out and make a splash, and the moneymakers look like this. What's going on in the big five? Uh, this, I mean, every week we talk about it. I mean, David Wilson, 2020, you have weeks like these, they, they pop up when things look bleak. It takes a lot of, a lot of balls to kind of play this line of like still frisky, but, um, have these awful, awful weeks for everything that just misses. And that was, that was this week for the moneymakers. I don't think it's a, a sign of what's to come. I fully expect them to bounce back. There's still too much talent on this team and like we say every week easier schedule coming up he gets his one game he's got two dan games he's getting one of them right out of the way here so that's good um with how much fear they they are causing him um so i i'm not the panic meter is not too too high up but maybe 
if he wants to make something, <laughs> some crazy move. Right now, live on the pod. <laughs> All right. So let me just take you through what happened to me this weekend. The writing was on the wall from a very early point on Sunday. The Packers were doing completely nothing. It's double depression, man, watching the Packers suck and Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers sucking, and that's affecting the moneymakers. It's it's the first Sunday in a long time that I remember being like, I'm done. Like, I just turned off all the games. I turned off the Packer game. I didn't, I didn't even check sleeper at all in the afternoon window. Like, didn't even know what was going on in the game. Just completely shut it down. So that was kind of where my head was at coming out of this weekend. And it's, it's one of those things where, like you said, the panic meter can't go too high because it's a one week situation. But at the same time, when you see the writing on the wall with the pirate crew and the pens and now the boys, and you see what your team is doing, you start to wonder what it's going to take to to get to really throw your ring uh throw your hat into that ring so that leads a person to have some interesting discussions about players on his team and you know maybe there's active discussions happening that would essentially usher in a new era for the money makers that's where we that's where we're sitting that's as candid as i can be there is a very real chance that by week 7 the moneymakers have taken a very significant step away uh, from the direction that we thought we were heading. Wow. That's all the information I'm willing to give. It's quite... I thought that was going to be a, an illustrious buildup into yeah. announcing the trade. <laughs> now we just, just got us waiting. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's tough because you and you really bought in. It seemed like it, the Devin White move was like the, all right, we're fucking going. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, I mean, I just look at the offense. Like, obviously, we've got these young receivers, but some aging players in other positions. And, I mean, every week since week two, your offensive output has gone down. Rodgers isn't doing much. Aaron Jones hasn't been doing anything. James Robinson has really fallen off the past few weeks. Same with Drake London. Hasn't had the production he's had to start the season T. Higgins is dinged up. Michael Thomas is hurt. Like, pretty much everything on this offense outside of Kelsey um, is, is having some issues. Um, and the defense obviously went and got in Devin White. Your linebackers are good. Didn't get any sacks out of Jordan or Reddick this week. I think it was a down week. Uh, but there are maybe some, I don't know, systemic issues that we may have here that could lead a team to making a move trading away one of these vaunted vets maybe a face of the franchise in a stunning move so mm -hmm. um i mean it's tough to do it now i think like we talked about with your slate you know going through the big five like i don't know if it's the time to blow it up at all right now or completely throw it, yeah but i mean yeah the the the, the blow-up decision was taken out of question with the Devin white move i think um and like you're you're right in the spot where you could do that retool like caleb mentioned here while not taking too much away from this team still plenty of talent um on it still a lot of games left against some pretty bad teams 
um, with five playoff spots. I mean, there's there's some wiggle room here to get a little frisky, um, but not blow it up. Honestly, it comes down to patience. And, I mean, there's a lot of teams right now in the middle of the league that are, are probably in very similar spots. The Keel Pros obviously come to mind here, but you also have teams that have sort of, you know, the Rebels and the, now the Milkers that have kind of thrown some assets into a attempted run for this season. So you have a lot of these teams right now that are just kind of circling in the waters uh, around the pirate ship and the pirate crew that are trying to just get in on some sort of action this, this year. But uh, I mean, 138.74 is the moneymakers lowest total since week nine of 2019. So this isn't just, you know, a blip, this isn't a blip that, you know, a, th- this team is used to seeing. And obviously 2019, you win a championship that year. So that didn't matter too much at that point in time, but this is a very different team. And so it's kind of a, it's one of those things where the, the alarm bells, you know, maybe they're not going off, but you can kind of sense it that one more of these. And suddenly it's like, what's the, what's the move here? And I agree with Frage. There's the blow up window doesn't exist. There's no situation where this becomes a fire sale for the money makers. It simply becomes do we shift attention away from the all or nothing run to the belt and maybe try to find some value uh, with some of the pieces on this roster and try to kind of flip the roster a little bit and reset going into next year? I forgot about that 2019 Mingo team. That team was wild. <laughs> about a 120 one week, and then it'll yeah. go break a record the next week. So wild. So wild. But so, yeah, troubling times, maybe for the moneymakers, a little bit of uncertainty, a lot of lot of decisions to be made here, but nothing needs to happen too drastically at this point. Teams four and two um, on the other side of this is another four and two team that looks a lot different right now. And that is the boys who, like I said, take care of business in a huge way this week. Two ten point forty six. I mean. Man, the boys have just ran uh, with this latest little three-game stretch here, 3-0 and over the last three weeks and averaging 204 points per game. The defense is number one ranked right now, and that is uh, closing the gap between him and the insulin pens right now in the Pac-5. He's doing it without a quarterback. Still quarterback issues for this team. I mean, there's there's possible. I mean, I, I wish maybe we should get Josh on this. What Dave's quarterbacks have been averaging um, this this year, the ones he's started, and just see how many points this team could um, add to this lineup by making a huge trade. Um, and yeah, the the defense has been crazy. With really, I mean, he added Derwin. That's been huge. But he he hasn't had a lot of blow up weeks. But he has brought a lot of like. Very 10 high points level every week, very consistent to this team. Patrick Queen, I think, has been playing a little bit better this year, too, uh, with the change of scenery. So those two changes kind of went under the radar in the offseason, and they're paying, paying dividends to get this defense back up to where it was in 2020. Yeah, that was a trade he made in the spring with Parker. He gave up his 2024 first for Derwin James, Patrick Queen, and a fourth. And, I mean, it's a... Steep price, but these are two guys that, like you said, each week scoring double-digit points. 
Um, he finds Drew Tranquil on waivers, and, and he's doing numbers. So, uh, yeah, the defense looking great. He's got his running backs all healthy and playing well. He's got the MVP, Cooper Cup. A.J. Brown and the Eagles is doing good. So, I mean, yeah, outside of quarterback, everything is going really well here for Dave. Yeah, and he uh, he took a little bit of offense to us calling Carter and Garrett Wilson Batman the DB factory. So I'm going to just take this opportunity to point it out that this guy's been on on DBs for quite a while here, and he has, he has assembled maybe the most star-studded group of DBs we've ever seen in web. I mean, Derwin James is a defensive player of the year candidate, just like he was last year. That's how you pay a first for a DB, and it's paying off for him. Jordan Poyer, we know that. Another defensive player of the year finalist at once upon a time. And Von Bell, uh, who was also a trade acquisition from, I believe, the Keel Pros uh, yep. quite a while ago. Sounds He's like, having an incredible run this year. Sounds like a lot more... Uh, Imports and factory to me. I That's ooh, yeah. <laughs> Cars hey, are keep it down. on the soil, man. All right. <laughs> oh man, Drew, um, Drew Tranquil. How did you say kill? It's always interesting to hear like players that you never hear their name. Like hear <laughs> Drew Tranquil. In, in my head, I've been saying like he's the tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> he is what we wanted Kenneth Murray to be. Kenneth Murray. Well, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Um, I just also want to point out the fact that like 6.72 war plus right now, like seven, a, a seven war plus is like the benchmark of like all time. Great. Like if you have a seven or better war plus, you are an all time great team. And he is yeah. right on the doorstep of that right now. Mm-hmm. And he's third. <laughs> Those are the the Dan the twenty thirteen Dan twenty fourteen Frazier and like the couple of those Parker teams. Those are the only ones seven yep. plus and Dan last year. Yep, yep. So the third best team in the league right now is almost on a historically good pace. the The top end is so lopsided <laughs> right now; it's almost obscene. But, um, what do we do? We make anything out of the Christian McCaffrey trade rumors that are going around? Do we think that a change of scenery helps his production value? Or I forgot that the. I mean, my mind was on Webb. I was like, Dave, Dave's quoting his <laughs> name. I was like, that's. <laughs> well, he's got Kamara and Eckler, so. Uh, mm, I don't know. It's, I mean, he feels like someone who would get fed anywhere. Yeah, and that team is a dumpster fire. So maybe. Yeah, I mean, if the Bills' rumors are actually true, that would be pretty absurd. So That might be his golden ticket, man. Yeah, he's still producing as the RB4 right now in Carolina. So, yeah. (laughs) That might be the most impressive thing of the year so far. (laughs) All right, so huge win for the boys, the game of the week, and they now turn their attention to their Pack 5. But uh, it's going to look a little different this year. Um, one of the teams that's going to make it interesting is the rebels and they went up against the pirate crew this week and the pirate crew just does what they do, which is crush souls because we had the leader of rebels, Josh Reen on the Twitter handle this weekend saying, I thought we were having a pretty damn good week. And then the pirate crew came along and smoked my ass. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, this was a nine wib performance from the rebels. 
and uh, he lost by uh, 35 points. Yeah, Dan Weeks at this point are just uh, hope he gets some, some good signs out of your players for the rest of the year, but this <laughs> week's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, for Josh, it's another I – mean, his defense is really coming alive. Back-to-back 100-point weeks out of the defense – um, Tremaine Edmonds, Antoine Winfield's been a monster. Dan- Daniil Hunter's strung together a few good games. Cole Holcomb, Vaughn. I mean, across the board, just great on defense. Offense, you know, still improving. Chris Godwin's getting pretty involved, so that that trade is looking a little better. Zach Ertz, obviously, the new acquisition, had a solid game. So, I mean, it was a good game out of Josh. He just ran into a buzzsaw. Nothing you can do, man. Nothing you can do. And, I mean, that's what Frazier said is really all it is. You take this and you say, my team looked pretty damn good this week. And it's going to take a, a whale to beat the Pirate crew. But I can now feel a little bit more confident heading into this Pack 5 schedule that I can seriously compete maybe with some of these teams. Obviously, he's made the moves to, to put himself in that position. But like Caleb said... This defense right now, number three ranked. I mean, this is a resurgence of two past great defenses. The 2020 boys defense, number one ranked, and the 2019 Rebels defense was number one ranked. Now Mm -hmm. that's one and three, and insulin pens sandwiched in between. So you got the three top elite defenses right now in the league, all in the Pac-5, and that's just another little uh, spicy factor to the conference. (laughs) And he did that with uh, waiver edition Alex Singleton and his 21 <laughs> tackles on oh the bench. <laughs> Freak. Yeah, and a lot of room to improve on the offense. So maybe this isn't the peak of this Rebels team. He's at like a minus 2.64 offensive war plus. Um, so a lot of room to improve. Lamar's kind of slowed down. Um, and yeah, Godwin picking it up. There's some there's points to be had, and he's already fifth in overall war plus. So well, sneaky team. He's improved these advanced stats these last couple weeks. He has. And uh, speaking of changes of scenery for running backs, Cam Akers. <laughs> he's going through it with Cam Akers right now. But I mean, maybe a trade would be exactly what he needs. I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. He's getting plenty of production right now out of Fournette, carrying that load in the running back room. Miles Sanders has been good this year. Cam Akers, though, it's, he was supposed to be the the 1B to, to DeAndre Swift, and it has mm-hmm. gone in completely different directions. Yeah, it doesn't feel that long ago we had the three-headed monster to compete with Dave's here, and it's it's all gone. I mean, Swift, I mean, not Swift, but he's hurt, and he's still piecing together nice weeks with Miles Sanders and Fournette, so scrappy little team. I mean, yeah, it's a deep running back room. He's got Cordarrelle on IR as well, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I think I agree with Frazier. We probably haven't seen this team's peak yet, so that could be good to see going into to a tough schedule. The Pyro crew, what can you say? I mean, this is the fourth week high in six weeks. Like I mentioned last week, I mean, he hasn't dipped below a nine wib yet. I I mean, he's up. He's back up now to a 12, a plus 12 war plus. <laughs> I mean, we're talking seven is like the benchmark, and he's almost doubling it nearly halfway through the season. 
Yeah, you know, you know how hard it is. He was down to ten in week four. You know how hard it is to raise your your war plus when you're already up that high. It's incredibly difficult. Um, still doing it. Whatever this witchcraft, I mean, curse to thing that we got going. <laughs> not curse. That's not the right word. Just pure witchcraft. Where he, I mean, this week it was his defense. He's like. I promise my defense will be top three. It immediately puts up the best defensive week. I mean, just whatever. I mean, uh, yeah, no words. Yeah, I think we've said all we have to say about this team. I really don't know what else. To, I mean, uh, for I, him, Greg Dulcich was something he was looking forward to. Like as <laughs> even a, that, a guy. even yeah. that. Comes it's a, yeah. That's the last thing we need right now is for him to spark or find gold on the white or late round pick Dolchich and create another stud or something like that. That would, I mean, this team has this, he has the league shut down right now. It feels well, like Daryl Henderson. I mean, that's like, mm-hmm. we talked cam acres on one side. Well, that gives way to Daryl Henderson as, and who has him, you know, it's, it seems like everything has just sort of fallen in the right way for the pirate crew. We already knew this was a record breaking roster. Uh, he said it himself. That's what he was trying to do this year. And even then he has found ways to almost, I don't want to say get lucky, but he's gotten some breaks throughout the season that have made this team look even more dominant than we thought it would in Mm -hmm. the start, which is honestly, it's, it's impressive to say that. Mm -hmm. And speaking uh, from a rebuilder perspective, it's been quiet. And the only window where I had a little flurry of interest in, in players was after week four, which is when he was down below Tim. That was the only time gone back dead quiet. I love that. I love the boots on the ground from the rebuilding side <laughs> to be like, hey, the trademark, man, it's it's it's, it's cold out here. <laughs> and it is. It is. I mean, no balls. That sums it up, man. There is not a lot of balls to go around this year because <laughs> I I don't know how anybody can look at what's happening and and feel confident that they can that they can match it. I mean, that's that's what the money makers. That's how that starts this week, where it's like you see what's happening, and suddenly it's like, can I even? What can I even do to get to this point? And I, you know, I give a lot of credit to the the rebels and the milkers for making those moves, not backing down and and keeping themselves, you know, in this thing because uh, we know that all it takes is one bad week. We've seen teams, not on this level, but we've seen great teams lose. Uh, in the postseason, just simply that's their one bad week. So, I mean, you, you got to keep that in perspective, but it's also really hard, man, when you see what he's doing on a week to week basis. And, you know, Tyreek Hill and, and Stefan Diggs, guys that are older assets that have lived very full and, uh, you know, prosperous lives and web have have seemingly hit new gears even this year. It's like, even that alone, Stefan Diggs, MVP candidate in web right now, and it's just crazy. It's just insane. Also, Mark Andrews, revenge game. This is getting pretty dark. It is. It's it's very it's a very dark time, man. I've never I don't know. I don't know if we've seen if we've had a situation like this before where it feels so bleak on a week to week basis to uh, I mean, we thought we thought it was, it was bad last bit. year. It was, yeah, it was a little, maybe like a half of this last year, and then we got saved uh, by the unfortunate injury. Very unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, this this year's worse. It's. I mean, I think last year was sort of like a awestruck, like, wow, a team can be this good. We haven't seen this since the Dan draft. And then this year, it's just like darkness. Yeah. Just to compare him, he was a 12. He's actually lower war plus through through six weeks this year than he was last year. As a 12.48. Really? Yeah. But I think it's, you know why it's different this year is he, the defense was playing at an outerworldly level last year. And this year, it's the offense, which feels more sustainable. It does. And also the fact that the rest of the league is kind of regressed. I mean, the NFL season in general has been very strange and weird, and fantasy scores are down overall. I mean, we're we're seeing that even. You know, it's like you can see it on a week-to-week basis that scores are down except for the Pirate Crew. I mean, like the pens and the boys are like normal good teams and you, you kind of reset the pirate crew to a normal good team and scoring's down 13 points per game right now. I mean, it's, that's not just kickers, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we've talked about him quite a bit and he got a huge win this week following that big trade. That was the milkers up against Herb, your enthusiasm. Man, this was a huge game for both these teams, and I, I, you know, got a few votes in the game of the week poll. Deserved it. I mean, very, this could have sort of told the story for either of these teams if they were to get a win here this week. Uh, and it was the Milkers, like we said, surging a bit, picking up some some wins here, consecutive wins uh, for the first time this year, and back to three and three uh, for the Milkers. Mm-hmm. And he's getting old. some pickup from players who started slow um, and kind of picking up this team with JT out makes the big Ramondre trade. Um, and yeah, it's looking, looking really good. It'll get TJ Watt back. Um, and yeah, we, we talked about this team up front a little bit, but it's really, really fortunate with the way his season has started that he's three and three going into the, to the big five. Yeah, and doing it with, you know, Cooper Rush at quarterback scoring four, Melvin Gordon, like, getting sat and scoring, scoring <laughs> 0.8, and now he's a starter next week. Like, who, what, what the fuck is Denver doing? Daniel Hackett. I don't understand. Um, fucking moron. Yeah, he's a dummy. My favorite uh, thing is when they bring up the the percentage charts, like, they go for it kick the field goal and like what your win percentage would be. And he picks the absolute worst possible one. And they're like, new Hackett just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he's doing it anymore. I thought they had to sign oh, someone because he didn't, they had to bring someone on because he sucked the first few weeks with clock management. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Who, I maintain disaster. my favorite theory is that they literally only hired him to get Aaron Rodgers into the <laughs> building. And then when that didn't happen, they were like, well, shit. We have a guy that can't coach in, at the NFL level, and that's what, that's what we have to do now. Um, but yeah, Calvin, I mean, solid week out of the defense. Khalil Mack, Jonathan Allen had a nice week. Quan Brisker, a nice fourth-round find. He's been playing really well, staying in the lineup. And this team's getting Dak back, so that's big. Um, TJ Watts sometime this year, it sounds like. So this team, I think, still has room to grow. Doesn't really have much ammo to move to improve anymore. But I mean, that running back room—you know, Ramondre, JT when he's healthy, Josh Jacobs, 
plus a solid receiving crew. You got Justin Jefferson. I mean, yeah, we still haven't seen the best from this team either. And, you know, it was a little lower week, but uh, he, he gets the win here. And at three and three, he's sitting pretty sitting pretty good. Mm-hmm. Web moves quick. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, the, and the last two weeks here, this is without JT. Like we don't have JT in this lineup and this is, and he's, he's fighting through adversity and getting these tough wins without his, you know, arguably his best player in the lineup. Uh, and you know, obviously we know he doesn't have Dak and TJ. Now Dak's coming back this week. Hopefully JT comes back this week. Um, and you know, suddenly then you get a almost full strength milkers team going into the week, big five schedule. Man, I don't know. Like it's he's he's moved ahead of the money makers in points per game right now, and this Ramondre Stevenson addition should not be overlooked in terms of uh, differentiator uh, within the Big Five. I, I truly think that we might, you know, be working toward a situation where the Milkers finally find their groove here. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Rip off enough wins, Dave stumbles a bit in the Pack Five. Uh, you. Might be looking at a three seed here, and then he avoids Dan, and then it's just one week. <laughs> Two weeks ago, must win. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, he's going to get the three seed. He's going to be the title game. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I was one of the people that voted this for game of the week because, like, I felt like it was such a big, like, for Riley trying to keep the momentum and Calvin, it's like two and four and three and three is kind of a big difference, it feels like. And, to sit here at an even record going into your conference play, I think that this is a huge win for him. Yeah, and I mean, like three and three going into the Big Five compared to three and three going into the Pac Five. That's where mm-hmm. Herb, your enthusiasm sits now. I mean, he wins three and then he loses three. Like he gets this cushion that we talk about building it up, building it up. He doesn't make any major trades or anything. He just sits pat, waits to see what happens. Obviously, we talked about last week, Kenneth Walker now slots into the lineup. He has a huge week this week, a breakout performance from Kenneth Walker, but it's just not quite good enough. And it's it's just hard right now when you see, you know, the Keel Pros, the boys, and the Pens all sitting ahead of you, plus the, uh, the Re- and the Rebels. They're all, all of those teams all ahead in record right now and performing better. I mean, this is a good team. It's I just don't think it's gonna be able to hang right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might have got a little bit out ahead of ourselves with that that three and start. It was it was Colin Carter Parker. Um, maybe tried to convince this team, and it it coincided with Calvin's slow start. Um, so maybe we tried to convince this team that it was time. But it, it was it. We said it was going to be one more transitional year. It looks like it's going to be, I mean, three wins against the three worst teams, three losses against the three best teams. And I think that kind of puts shows right where this team's kind of at right now. Yeah. And it's gone downhill, you know, ever since that Herbert injury, he hasn't really been producing at a high level. Um, That's a big part of his offense. AJ Dillon, uh, he's not really even barely a startable running back right now. He hasn't cracked 10 points since week one. The Packers offense is so bad. Um, obviously, Kenneth Walker is a huge boost. He lost Javante, but he gets the walk production. Now Hollywood Brown is out for a while. Jerry Judy hasn't been doing much. And what happened to Elijah Moore? He didn't get a single target on Sunday, and his snaps have been going down. I, It's kind of shocking based on how he played Last year, he looked pretty good. He was putting up solid numbers, and 
he's just disappeared. Jets are weird. Packers for all for everything that's going horribly wrong with the Packers, pass defense pretty good. And yeah, this team, I mean, we're we're one Rashad Penny not getting a season-ending injury away from like throwing like a complete panic flag on it. Yeah. I mean, we going into the year, it was like the dynasty darling roster. And part of that comes with, you don't really know what you're going to get. And in a lot of these cases, we haven't gotten what we needed for the best case scenario here. And, uh, you know, obviously part of that's injuries, Javante now Hollywood and her, and even Herbert as well. Um, but some of it is like what you said, Caleb, with A.J. Dillon not quite living up to it. And Jerry Judy is still not a guy uh, right now and things like that. So, you know, Michael Pittman has been awesome. Kenneth Walker now, you know, hopefully that's his you know solidified RB1 or two moving forward. Um, but just not consistent enough. And Elijah Moore, I mean, that's another one. You know, it's like. You expect that guy to be startable this year based off of what you saw last year, and it just it just didn't happen. So mm-hmm. it's it's a tough spot. The roster is great, but it's just the with where it is right now and where the rest of the league sits. It's yeah, it's just not it's just not gonna it's not gonna work this year. Yeah, Riley withstanding the pod squad peer pressure um, to make a run at it might be <laughs> might have been his toughest test yet, and he he looks like he passed. Well, you said it yourself, man. The league moves fast because you talk. We talk about Kelvin in a one in three situation, which opens up this potential gap. But then, you know, suddenly the rebels make their move, and you know, it, it's just like he he stood pat. He let some other teams make their moves, and eventually we get to this point where the story starts to unravel a bit more, and he can confidently say, "Okay, yes, this is not the year." I don't need to do anything crazy and you know, gear it up for next year, basically. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to another of these very fickle, unpredictable, interesting Pack 5 teams. That is the Keel Pros and Garrett Wilson, Batman this week. Man, the Keel Pros, man, I mean, you were almost pushed to KOC Chapter 2 this week. I, I was really getting afra- afraid for you for a while there. Garrett Wilson had the projection edge on you for quite a while, and I thought we were about to see KOC come back out to play. Uh, but you, you, you fought him off. You got another tight win, another close win here uh, against the team that, you know, you had to beat him. But <laughs> win's a win, I guess. It's- Funny you bring that up because I actually rewatched the KOC video from last year during the day on Sunday. I was like, <laughs> man, really? <laughs> and I, I think about it, I kind of got to look at the analytics and how that team performed once I changed because, I mean, I had a really great second half of the season. You, the KOC transformation literally changed your entire team. Yeah, so. so I don't know if we end up going back to the well. I mean, it's just been... Thinking back on last year, it was like looking forward to every Sunday, you know, enjoying everything. And this year, every Sunday, I wake up, it's like, yeah, football. But like, what the fuck is going to go wrong with my team this week? <laughs> and it's just miserable. And I was like, you, Mingo, you get to the 3 o'clock window, and I'm just burnt out. Like, I don't even want to – I'm not having fun. This isn't fun. And really, the only thing is 
Josh Allen saving my ass week after week, just coming through when he needs to the most. Had a late touchdown for the win um, in the game and in my game. So, yeah, it's tough right now. I mean, we've touched on it every week. It's the same shit. It's injuries. It's underperforming. It's bad start-to-sit decisions. It's just across the board, just a mess, and I'm just thankful to be foreign to at this point. (laughs) I feel for you guys. I mean, been there with the... When it's lights out at three o'clock, things are <laughs> things are bad in the building. It's just it's just funny, man, how these teams met, you know, we met wild card weekend, you know, very good teams last year, both had very high expectations going into this year, and it has been almost identical with the <laughs> moneymakers and the keel pros, where it's just like it's not abysmal outside of this week for the money makers it's been fine it's been 170 points per game like you're not terrible but you're not really putting up enough to feel comfortable and both of those teams are four and two but both of those teams are are shutting the lights out at three o'clock because it's like you don't you're not a team that wants to survive you're a team that wants to win a belt so it's it's going to be very interesting to see how the Keel Pros respond going into the second half of the season, dealing with these Pac-5 teams. We're going to learn a lot very quickly about how much this team has in the tank this year, uh, and it's going to take a big turnaround. It is. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Since week one, the 196 performance, you have averaged, Caleb, 169.3 points per game. That is well under league average. So it's it's a team that's treading water right now, and you just have to hope to see some signs of life out of guys that have disappointed you so far. I was curious on this average thing because I was like, well, Dan's scores are in this average score. I wonder what an actual average team is. And that might be the most impressive stat I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, the average without Dan is 172, and he brings it up to almost 177. Oh. And there it is. There, I mean, that's 186 last year. And, I mean, the Pyro crew was good last year, but, like, you're talking at least 12 points probably difference league-wide year-to-year. I mean, right now it's 10. You could adjust that a bit to maybe 12. I mean, the scores are just down. It's not, the kickers weren't scoring 12 points per game, man. This was this is a regression in scoring league wide, and teams like the Money Makers and the Keel Pros are are feeling it right now. Well, first of all, speak for yourself on your kickers not scoring 12 points a game. Okay, okay, So, and also it just reminded me, like how important certain set decisions can be in some of these games, like a three point game, like me and Carter. If I don't start Dion Jackson, I lose this oh, game. Yep. Um, if I start Dietrich Wise and Quincy Williams, I run away from this game instead of a combined 1.5 points from Carl Lawson and JPP. And if Carter starts Matt Ryan, doesn't drop him, instead of Daniel Jones, he wins this game. Um, so, And if Kittle doesn't get a very fluky first fumble, I lose this game. So it's really just... Uh, I mean, just a game of chance. <laughs> it's what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> all the all the heart and soul that's poured into this, and you're like, "What? Look at this! Look at this game! This is this has a massive effect on it. What am I even doing?" Yeah. My tight end forced the fumble. That's the difference <laughs> between won. me winning. 
but you know, it works out. There's, there's a reason the pirate crew has run this thing for 10 years. It's, it's, it's luck, but it's, you put yourself in that position. I just try to avoid lineup decisions as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And this year it's been harder and harder to do that. Well, and you see, that's what I did when I traded for Frankie Louvel and Logan Wilson. Yeah. And now they're both hurt. And yeah. now Nick Bose is hurt. And it's like a Russian roulette of who am I starting this week? Next man Fun up. times. Next man up. And yeah, hey, that's... it's it's gotta go up because forty nine point two five on the defense this week was a league wide season cool. low. Yeah, it was so bad. very only up from here. For that for that unit, I hope. Can only hope. Yeah, that is the good sign. Your offense had a good week. I think a ten win. Wow, <laughs> nice. There you go. Where'd you go. All okay. right. Silver linings. I'm back. Let's go. <laughs> Garrett Wilson, Batman. All I can say, man, the Matt Ryan era ends. And oh. low key, low key, man, an OG right there. I didn't. I guess I didn't put that together. Like I saw him drop him, and I was kind of like, wait a minute. I don't think anybody else has ever had Matt Ryan. And then I reactivated the ESPN league. I got um, the email. Maybe you got an email. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck's he doing in there? Uh, yeah, I was like, something's going on. Something, <laughs> some research is being done. I, I finally just saved the startup draft in a PDF. So we'll always have it. We'll never lose it. It's there now. And yeah, sure enough, jungle gypsies, uh, <laughs> Drafted Matt Ryan. <laughs> God, put that thing in a fucking case and high security. Oh man! But yeah, so so it's, it's a new, officially a new era. Minus Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones starts this week. Um, that's it. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk almost won the game for him, and Brandon Ayuk looked good. Everybody's been seeing that whip route clip on their timelines, I'm sure. Uh, he's he's looking fine this week, so hopefully there's a bit of a turnaround in his production numbers moving forward. But, yeah, nice little week for Garrett Wilson Batman. Made it interesting with the, with the mm-hmm. Q pros. Yeah, I got a couple defensive notes for him. Montez Sweat has started the takeoff, um, looking really good. Maybe could be a trade candidate. Kayvon Thibodeau gets his first sack and a forced yeah. fumble. Um, also, I just Jerome Baker, I think, is the most inconsistent linebacker in the history of fantasy football. I mean, this guy either scores a ton of points or he like doesn't record a tackle. So that's just something <laughs> I had to get out there because I've noticed he was on Dan's team for a while and he sort of did the same thing. And it's like just who he is. Yeah, 80 points per game on the defense since mm. week two. Last four games, 80 points per game. The turnaround a, is beginning here. So a point of emphasis, so it's good to yep. see him. Yep. Nice work. Um, All right, moving on to the insulin pens. Once again, finding themselves down here in the pecking order. But uh, last week, it was kind of just a product of the games. This week, it's kind of, I, I mean, it's like... A, the money makers had their little down week. The insulin pens, man. I mean, 156 this week. And for that team, that is a, a very dramatic shift away from what we've been seeing. He was in line with the Pyra crew for almost the entirety of the season. Uh, and then you see a blip on the radar, which is not a thing that you've seen with the Pyra crew yet. So you read into it. 
you put it behind you. Like, you know, he's panicking about it. So what, what should he be doing? I don't know. I'm surprised his little like two o'clock, the world is ending thing didn't turn everything around like it usually does. Um, right. <laughs> I think it was just a weird week. I mean, it looks like Zay Jones was in the starting lineup this week. Well, I'm reading the roster <laughs> correctly. Uh, Higby immediately gets him, and he puts up a his worst game of the season. Um, and the the quarterback situation. It, I thought Jalen Hurts took this job and he was on the bench this week. So it's weird over there currently. Yeah, I was actually, I was watching the games with him on Sunday and he was just, the pits of despair would describe Tim. Like he was just having a bad day. And it is unbelievable how Renfrey Dam lives in his head. Because every time Dan's player did well, he's just like, God damn it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, dude, what are you getting mad about? Like, Parker's got like 120. He's like, fucking Dan. I'm like, like you're not come- playing him, Tim. Yeah. It's like, you need- I mean, it's it's really funny how that works. Um, But yeah, I think it's just a down week blip on the radar. So, honestly, I think it's karma. Parker. I think it's karma for the Kyron Williams scandal that oh, he tried yeah. to pull. Shit. Mm-hmm. And we called yeah. for it last week. Haven't had a scandal in a while. And then Mr. Scandal himself tried it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it wasn't very I explosive, oh. but <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> and then he's trying to trade him for a four. Yeah. Like, <laughs> trying to trade a player he'll illegally roster. <laughs> that can't be legal. Uh, still on the roster, too. Out of pure spite, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, if if we catch him on the IR again, can we uh, banish him from the league? Yeah, Iron Tim. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's that's got to be in the rule book somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. We can find it. I mean, it's it just got recorded right now. There it is. That's a new rule. <laughs> if I see Kyron on the Pens IR, man, the guy's done. He's just done. Um, one other t- thing, just talking about running backs, J.K. Dobbins, I don't know, he's having like a, a Cam Akers arc here where he got healthy, started playing some snaps, scored a touchdown, and it's gone downhill each week. Kenyon Drake takes over, has a 100-yard game, and now I don't think Dobbins is practicing this week. So that's got to be concerning for a guy he drafted highly. And honestly, that really sucks for Tim. You know, he had such a good draft class and Dobbins and ETM both getting hurt and kind of derailing what his plan was. Obviously he's made it just fine, but it, it does suck. Mm-hmm. He even could the, still have ETN. Even yeah. the best, even the best laid out plans can just be derailed by injuries. Isn't this fun? <laughs> Are you having fun? <laughs> this is the new, this is the new insulin pens trashed era on the podcast we have to make fun of his one bad week of the year <laughs> uh tyler higby like you said makes a start does he have any other tight ends on his roster i'm, I'm not <laughs> sure i don't oh wait yeah the one he drafted second overall oh yeah what's that guys uh Pitts. keith Pitts, <laughs> i think he scored a touchdown this week go keith Ack. Yeah, but that was also funny because when Pitts scored that, he was like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, you want this guy to play well or not? Like, Tyler, he'd be at like seven <laughs> yards. 
Oh man, this one's getting turned off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like five minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know if he's cut out to contend just mentally. No man, uh, the rent free. He that I'm afraid for him when it comes postseason time. If he actually <laughs> matches up with the pyro crew, I mm, I don't know if he's gonna play handle that. Uh. Um. On the flip side of this game, I kind of teased it at the beginning. The Fresh Prince, man. I mean, the the Insulin Pens have a down week, and it didn't matter at all because they're playing the Fresh Prince. So a couple of nuggets before we dive into it. So this was a week low, 114 points this week. We mentioned last week, David Wilson Batman, the other Brock brother. Been a while since he had a week low. Well, how about we go back even further for the Fresh Prince. Oh, it boy. has not been I, since week. My week, huh? my week low got taken away. I just it saw did? it. In, yeah, it's in the spreadsheet. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Straight from it's the updated. source, Josh. There it is. There it is. All right. Okay. So, one crisis averted. This one ain't getting, <laughs> this one ain't getting taken away. <laughs> this one's set in stone. It has not been since week six. 2017, exactly five years ago that the Fresh Prince or the Cam You Dig It or whatever it was had a, a week low at that point in time. And this offense was the reason for it. And, man, I I was looking at this this week, and I was kind of like, this cannot be right because he scored 46 point nine eight on the offense and like that's pretty <laughs> close to a top 10 worst ever and then i saw mike gasecki had 21 points and i was like <laughs> if mike gasecki would have had just a normal week like his normal three-pointer this would have been like the third worst offensive performance of all time <laughs> like <it's> just, <laughs> How the mighty have fallen for this team. I mean, he's doing the rebuild, man. He's doing it right. It was oh, it's torn apart. He was if Carter was like a year ahead and he could have maybe pulled to get this first back, it would have been a perfect rebuild because this team is horrible. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it was sad to see our quarterback darling Gino. He only yep. had twelve points this week, so we might have to move on to someone else. Um James Cook average. Who? Uh, Bailey Zappy? Zappy? Uh, I've got Z- him on my team. You I got could Zappy. start him this week. Yeah, I'll give you a third for him. Mm. No, I won't. Um, James Cook averaged four yards a carry, so that's good to see. I'm two carries. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't think he did shit this week. <laughs> that was mean. Sorry. And it like... was. That was very mean, Caleb. You apologize right now. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> it's a second round NFL draft talent, man. <laughs> My new game is going to be we're going to each week we're going to go through how many off roster people started for him <laughs> in the last week. We have four this week. <laughs> it's a lot. Defense <laughs> took a big one hit. of the most patchworked lineups I think I've ever seen in web. I mean, I there mean, was there were some names in this lineup. This respect. Week. He works the waiver wire every week. He does. Yeah, he does, man. He does. He's not like Tim when he was bad. Just no. like not putting in like he even he's giving it an honest effort. So maybe by the end of the season, he'll have I, I fucking solid respect the hell group. out of that, by the way, Parker. Nice yeah. job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. One of the worst weeks ever. 
Um, <laughs> last game, David Wilson, Batman and the Dynasty team. And man, th- this one got, I think, a vote or two in the game of the week poll. This, <laughs> the Bijan stakes in this mm-hmm. one, certainly very high. And the Dynasty team pulls it off, man. I mean, you got to think about this for a second here because, like, Dynasty team wins are kind of like events. Like, in two years, the guys won four games. I'm not even trying to throw shade either. Like, we know what this looks like, but four wins in two years, and he picks one up this week. I mean, big. it's a, it's a huge deal because of how it's happening. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. You said, Frazier, last week, is he the Dynasty RB1? And I'm coming back this week to ask you guys. I mean, like, this is getting very real now where he looks unbelievable. I think it's, I think he is. He's in, uh, should be ascending offense. He's immediately out of the gate. Just it took him a couple games, and Michael Carter's irrelevant. Um, and just, putting up huge numbers already going to win the offensive rookie of the year. I think he'll run away with that. RB one. I'm I'm in. Yeah. I mean, it's been unbelievable and to see him gash the Packers obviously hurt, but uh, he looked uh, great. And I mean, and Travis Etienne too, he had a really nice game as well. So he's starting to come along. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is, it's always cool to see Colin win. doesn't happen that often, but we're seeing, you know, we were seeing progress out of the receiver, some of the receivers. Now we're seeing some progress out of the running backs. So things, things are looking up. Well, too much reminders about how it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. That was, that was one too many, <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> I am just. happen often. <laughs> I have to emphasize it doesn't happen that much, but it's cool when it does. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been really mean on this spot. I, I got to take a look in the mirror. I, you and I, I think, have both been lashed out a bit. We got to yeah. a little bit here. But, I mean, 173 from this team. I mean, this is a healthy Good little week. total. I mean, this would have beaten, you know, moneymakers, man. This would have beaten the moneymakers this week. He's gotten a, uh, a nice little core of guys here that are starting to produce. Like you said, ETN coming alive here. He's finally arriving. We still got Draylon in the wings waiting to come back. He was looking good before the injury. Uh, Devontae Smith still doing very well. So that core of guys, I mean, it's not going to win a ton of games, but I think as the season goes on, it's going to start producing a little bit more each week. And, I mean, by the time you know week 11 rolls around, Deshaun Watson's coming back into this lineup. I mean, this might be a team that sort of frustrates a few of these big five teams. Mm-hmm. This team hasn't gotten as much glory as this Riley team from the start of the expansion draft, but it might be right on that same timeline. With it's coming. The way Riley's is going. It's coming. You add one more top pick in here, and he's got another first in this draft as well, later pick uh, with the moneymakers. Well, maybe not a later pick. Moneymakers pick. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, um, so, yeah, uh, cool stuff happening on the Dynasty team side. David Wilson, Batman on the other side, we just uh, talked about it, escapes the week low last week. So, you know, we're still that scrappy rebuilding team. We're not getting mm-hmm. weak lows. Uh, and you drop this one, man, and you go to one in five, and suddenly, you know, that, that Bijan race starting to heat up a little bit here. That's going to be a feisty one down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think things, have, things are going well over here. I mean, I get out of that week low. Uh, <laughs> 
managed to lose to Khan while also getting a massive Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase game, which is really all I want out of my team this year is those two. Two-thirds um, of your offensive scoring mm-hmm. this week. Those, those are my guys. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, move into going into the Pac-5 slate, tougher schedule. We're in real good real good spot here as far as draft picks. Gonna keep, uh, we're going to keep fighting, but we don't hate losing. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it last week. You know, your rookies haven't really been doing anything, been pretty quiet. But raise hell, praise Wandale. Scores a touchdown this week. Nice to see him starting to get involved in the offense and healthy. And Tyquan Thornton, the weed pick. Weed pick. Weed pick. Goes out and scores a couple touchdowns. So uh, I guess I, I've spoken into existence, so I won't take all the credit, but I will. So, but mm-hmm. uh, there you go. Yeah, love love Wandale. Got the start this week. That, I loved loved doing that. It, it was him or I don't even know, me Cole. Shows where he's at. <laughs> Wandale debut put him right in there. Touchdown. Um, Taekwon real like wasn't really one of my guys. That's why he was. He's the ultimate weed pick. He just ended up on my team that <laughs> night, um, and now he's here and he's playing good. So yeah. didn't need to bowl anyone over to make that pick. <laughs> It's a nice, easy pick in that joint that night. <laughs> uh, drugs. You know, getting Taekwon what might have been a pipe dream for some teams. What was I going to say? Oh, the witchcraft. There's a lot of fucking witchcraft happening in the pack five. I don't know how to feel about it. This might be the... The, we might need like a PSA that there's a demonic cult running loose in the pack five right now because we got Frage tweeting out some weird ritual stuff happening. And now we got the pens doing the same thing. Very cryptic <laughs> ritual esque tweets from that account, from the main account, the team in the, now the Andy reads the avatars wearing the witch hat. I mean, there's some demonic shit happening over there. I don't know. Uh, I don't like that the pens have stolen my rituals. <laughs> um, mine are way better. <laughs> uh oh, we got a ritual off. <laughs> it's just like, like, a, like a wizard duel between these two. <laughs> <laughs> Some Harry Potter shit. They're just fucking wands out. Who's gonna? And you know, I don't. I don't throw them out to the world on my main account like this team. I. I mean, I want to keep it very quiet. It's behind closed doors. Well, most not, rituals not a aren't joke. Like, yeah, most rituals aren't just broadcast to the world. It's like, all right, guys, Paint we got a, a cult fucking going. pentagram and blood on the ground. You don't need the world knowing about that, man. Like, <laughs> all right, guys, we got a cult going. <laughs> oh my God! Oh Christ! All right. That is <laughs> That is week six. That is week six. That is the end of the <laughs> Oh man, we're having fun these days on the podcast, man. Keeping it loose, getting weird, entering our adolescence, learning about our bodies and uh um Blood. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That is the end 
of the interconference block of games. Say goodbye, everybody. Wave goodbye to your interconference friends and say hello to your conference mates. And man, we've been waiting for this one for since the beginning of the season. We've been waiting for the Pac-5. It may look a little weird, but the best part is that all of these weird teams get to play each other. That's the fun part. So looking forward to it, and it is now time for the first conference slate lightning round of the year. And, Frage, you have teased us a little bit here. There are some lines this week that were masterfully crafted mm-hmm. that may surprise some folks. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do have some surprising ones. We had usually this week's seventh slate. There's some there's some games that we say for huge implications, big names, and some of those games have a lot higher spreads than you would expect them to. And we're going to save those for the end. Mm. And we're going to start out right off with a potential another Bijan Bowl. We're having a lot of these. Oh my year. god. <laughs> we got Carter and Colin facing off on we're this is a straight pick'em. Who you got? Uh I mean these are both teams sitting at one and five. Um a lot of injury questions. I <laughs> it's a pick'em for a reason. I am going to go I'm gonna go Colin. Tua coming back, playing Steelers, Brees, Etienne, might be enough. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson, Batman. I think there's some stars in this lineup that are ready to shine this week, and I'm going to take them. Yeah, these two teams quietly playing a little bit better. They've kind of separated themselves in a tier from Parker. Um I like Colin to build upon the last week. He's got Brees Hall, future future stud of this team. I'm going to lead him to victory this week to get that second win. Uh, that doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. We'll go over. We'll jump over to the Pack 5 uh, We'll go. We got Riley favored against Frazier this week. Um, talked about his struggles earlier. Um, but it's a little bit of a softer matchup to start out his uh, pack five slate. He's favored by 12 points over David Wilson Batman this week. Mingo, what do you think? I'm going to take David Wilson Batman to cover the 12. I think it's, it's fairly close. I mean, is, the Bengals aren't on by, right? So nope. the, the Burrow Chase connection is there. I'm going to take him to cover it. Um, I'm going to go Riley, I think. I think Kenneth Walker's got some juice going. Pittman's playing better. Maybe some bounce-back performances from Judy. Got Hawkinson back in the um, Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Riley to cover. Uh, I think I got a good defensive game back. It slowed down a little bit. I think they're going to uh, play again. I think I cover. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I'll take myself to cover. I don't think I'll win, though. Um, all right. Let's jump uh, back over to the big five. We got Calvin facing off with Parker this week, and this is what we talked about with Calvin. He's got this soft schedule. He gets one right off the bat here with Parker, favored by 39 points this week. Um, I'm going to take Calvin to cover. That that spread might have been a little low. Parker's been reeling. Maybe his average is not as good as what 
the momentum has been going with this team, I think Calvin covers. Yeah, I'm seeing Caleb Huntley in the lineup for Parker this week. Clyde's been going downhill. Zay Jones' new acquisition. He's got all these new acquisitions coming in the lineup. Maybe this will be the recipe that finally works, but I'm taking in Calvin to cover. Ramondre Stevenson revenge game oh. immediately. Yeah. Give me the milkers to cover. Oh man, Zay Jones. What a what a journey here this year's been. One week he's playing for a title contender, <laughs> and one week later he's over here. <laughs> that comes at you fast. Yep. All right. Jumping back over to the pack five. We got Tim facing off with Josh. Josh playing a little bit better, but walks right into Tim this week. And who knows? Tim, a little bit of a backstep last week. Can Josh surprise him? Um, we got Tim favored by 23 versus Josh. Caleb, what do you think? It's a good line. Um, I think Josh is starting to put it together. I think the offense is looking better. I think uh, Tim could be in for a big bounce back week, though. So I think I'm going to take Tim to cover. Might be a little bit of that recency bias lingering in my mind right now, but DeAndre Swift might be coming back to this lineup this week, and I think the Rebels proved that they could hang a little bit with the Pirate crew. I'm going to take them to cover that against the Pens. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take them to cover, too. And this, I mean, maybe Pens on upset alert. This would be one of the bigger wins in Rebel history if you can pull it off, and I think it is possible this week. Um, all right, we're going to stay in the pack five here. We're going to move our, over to Caleb. And we, we've had a little bit of, de, of a depression pod, and we're going to end with a couple of real spreads that these teams aren't used to seeing. Uh, we got Dave favored by 30 this week versus Caleb. Um, I can start. I'm going to pick... Oh. I'm a, I'm, and okay, here's a little background on this line. Josh Allen is on by if, if you're unaware. Right. Um, so it's a little bit bigger than it would normally be. I'm taking Dave to cover it. Not by a lot, but I think he I think he covers thirty. The schedule makers do a great job every year of, of setting up some primetime matchups and some primetime spaces in the schedule this year. The moneymakers and the keel pros have disappointed the worldwide audience, and it leads to these sorts of situations. And I am going to take the boys to cover the 30 as well. Yeah, fun stat I'll drop for this week. Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins have had the same bye week back-to-back years, and both years I've played Dan or Dave that week. So <laughs> nothing like taking 10 miles an hour off your fastball against one of the best teams every year. Um, but Mariota probably getting the start this week. Um, old, old man of the program, and I don't know. I think there's a lot of question marks, um, literally, across this lineup. And I don't know. I think we might finally put something together. I'm going to take myself to cover. Sure. All right. In the most fitting way to end a pod that has had a, a real dark undertone to it, um, and there have been some fun moments as well. So it's been a real nice We brought it back. Here. We brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> we got Dan and Mingo facing off. Usually an iconic matchup. Always one of Dan's tougher games on the schedule during this, this run he started a couple years ago. Uh, but this week, we have Dan favored by 47 points versus the Moneymakers. 
Caleb. Woof. That is a line. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at Mingo's line. I don't like seeing Josh Reynolds in the lineup. That is, That feels like that could be a weakness. But Josh Reynolds has put together some solid weeks for some reason. So um, I don't know. I think that's just too much. I think I'm going to take the Moneymakers to cover. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Moneymakers. I think Dan takes a little bit of a step back, only scores like maybe like 215 this week, and the Moneymakers get the cover. God is dead. We're all screwed. Pirate crew covers. Ugh. And that is week seven. There it is. Man. <laughs> Not exactly how I expected. <laughs> 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 Take a turn. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. That's where we are. And, and there's a long way to go. We have a whole half of this year to go. I mean, nothing is for certain, but if we can take anything from this first half and, you know, we're going to break that all down next week, mid-season special coming at you real quick here. Uh, if, if we've learned anything, it is that this is kind of a three-person race right now. And you got a lot of teams fighting, but the, the numbers are leading you to believe that one of these three teams at the top, and one of them specifically, is in very, very firm control of their destinies moving forward. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think of who would be good people to have on next week, and maybe we talk with uh, the league owner himself. Well, that's what we did last year. <laughs> we could we? run it back with him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this was your this is your season, and then we fast forward one year. So, so we're doing it again. Uh, <laughs> would you like to? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so a lot of fun there. I'm excited for that one. Um, but yeah, man, it's crazy. We're already, we're already at this point. You've given me a 47 point spread. Isn't doing anything for my, uh, you know, the ideas that are percolating in my brain right now. So more to come on that. Uh, stay tuned. If you see any notifications, expect something big. So, um, that is all, that is all for this week. Uh, started out gloomy, got a little goofy. It's another here, another week here in web.com podcast. That's what we do here. Mm -hmm. Cover all the bases. We cry together. We laugh together. Talk it out together. Have homoerotic moments together. Sometimes it's, it's great. It's really fun. Let's just have some fun this week. How about it? Can can we try (laughs) to try that? Wins, losses this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, w- wins, losses, or ties. Let's just all have some fun, okay? Keep Put keep the games away. on. Put the phones away and just you know remember. Live in the moment. Live live in the moment, man. That's what we're gonna do here. A stack of self help books. I'm gonna read every <laughs> Sunday just to keep myself on the right path. path I'm but... reading. Don't kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note. <laughs> Been a good one again here. Not quite as profane, but we're getting there. Um, that, yeah, uh, that's all I have. Let's make it a great week. <laughs>